0: Hey, if you like football, I hope you're not just listening to this pod. Don't forget to listen to Ryan Rossello's show, Ringer NFL show, the Ringer gambling show, and the Ringer fantasy football show. That's a lot of football. I think we have the best football shows. Go check them out for yourself. The Ringer podcast network. This episode of the Bill Simmons podcast is presented by State Farm. If you ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened, your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. It's just what you need to sit back and enjoy the game. And they're also getting fans closer to the game than ever. You can win exclusive NBA prizes like courtside seats, signed memorabilia, and more. I love Michelob because of how light it is. It's only 95 calories with 2.6 carbs. You know what the perfect time for Michelob Ultra is? Little doubleheader, little NBA doubleheader. Right in first half of the first game, I don't know, West Coast time, that's usually about five o'clock, 5.30, perfect time for a beer. You can do it. Grab a pack to enjoy today, learn more, and enter for your chance to win at michelobeultra.com slash courtside, LDA, 21 and up. We're also brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, where we hit our little underdog parlay boost again. We did it again. Finally, some million dollar picks magic. It took a little while. Uh, Check out FanDuel Sportsbook. Check out the Ringer podcast network. For the best of football, basketball, movies, TV, music, culture, nerd culture. I don't know. Wait, we're just bringing everything for you. Um, As well as we have doing some MMA stuff as well. Ariel Helwani, Pizza Carroll, Chuck minnenhall They reacted to the UFC card last week. So if you want to check that out, they do it on Green Room. Then we post them as podcasts. So check that out as well. Don't forget about the Ringer Wrestling Show too, where the return of Cheap Heat, Peter Rosenberg, Babyface Turn Heel, now Babyface again. He's back with The Ringer. He's reunited with David Shoemaker. Uh, if you didn't know that, check out The Ringer Wrestling Show. where We have a bunch of great shows on there as well. Speaking of great shows, The Music Box on HBO, we've done four films so far. All four are available on HBO Max. The latest one was Listening to Kenny G, directed by Penny Lane. Uh, about as well-reviewed as anything I've been involved with. Wow. Uh, including a rave, rave, long gushing review in The New Yorker recently. Go check that out if you didn't see it. We have two more films coming up on Thursday this week. Mr. Saturday Night, directed by John Maggio. It is uh, one of the coolest docs that I've seen anyone do. Uh, High degree of difficulty. I don't want to spoil it too much, but we'll be talking about a little bit more on the Rewatchables, which is coming Monday night because we did Saturday Night Fever because that's what this film is mostly about. But Jimmy Kimmel and I, Broke down Saturday Night Fever. You can get that Monday night on the rewatchable. So check that out. Coming up, the Cuz and I are going to break down week 13. I'm going to lick my gambling wounds and we're going to bring KOC on for a new segment that we'd like to call NBA Trades After Dark. First,
1: Pearl Jab. <laughs>
0: My cousin Salas here just watched a pretty boring Chiefs-Broncos game on a Sunday night, but the the day itself was was pretty fun. And as usual, it had something in common with the last couple Sundays for me. I ended up losing money, but I don't want to start there. (laughs) Let's start with the Ravens-Steelers game, which was the weirdest game of the day. I don't know what was going on with Lamar Jackson. Roethlisberger was... Half decent and Romo is acting like he's, you know, Tom Brady against the Falcons. Oh, this is, You know, this is a big win for the Steelers. Ben looks great. He had like 236 yards, no picks, I guess, means he's great. It all leads to the Steelers scoring too soon. The Ravens somehow coming back. They score a touchdown. And then it's like, oh, fuck it. They're going to go for this. They're going to do the two point. And Lamar misses Andrews. Yeah, They lose the game. Right call or wrong call? I
2: think it's. I think it's the right call. I know a lot of people are going to be like, you have Justin Tucker. You have the better offense. You have, you know, so what if the Steelers win the toss? You've been stopping them pretty well, uh, except for that last drive or two. But um, the pass was there. I mean, it was almost there. It should have been there. It was a great, great play call. Just not executed. Good move. Probably Harbaugh probably felt, hey, my brother, I got this. I got this juice. I get. We have uh, what's opposite of the Cuomos right now, right? Going for us. I'm just going to ride oh, this. it's uh, a biz-
0: bizarro quota. Bizarro Cuomo I like
2: it. <laughs> out of the Harbaugh's. And, uh, but it just <laughs> didn't, just barely didn't work. But it just goes to show you that it's, it's insane how close those games are, regardless of how bad the quarterbacks are, how bad the offenses are, and everything else. It's always a one-point game those, when those two play.
0: I know. Even the lines now, They, they for all the games, it doesn't even yeah. matter if they're three anymore. Three used to be the demarcation line. No, it's not. I, uh, I'm going the other way. I think the last five years, um, with the analytics going into just be more and more aggressive and go for two points more and just like, go, 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 let's do it. Be macho, try to grab this game by the balls. And then on top of it, like the culture that we're in now, where it's like gambling, 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 gambling is legal now in 18 States. We talk about Mm -hmm. gambling all the time at the ringer. uh, You have an entire site devoted to gambling. And now I might just, shut it
2: down, though. I might shut it down. <laughs> I've had
0: enough. <laughs> it's, there's like a recklessness now. Because if I'm the Ravens, I've won every close game I've been in this year, basically. Mm-hmm. I'm lights out. I have Tucker. I have Roethlisberger on the other end, who hasn't thrown a pick yet, even though my I've touched like eight of the passes that he's thrown in this game. Right. But I somehow haven't gotten the pick yet. And I just feel like I, I, I'm i kind of built for these overtime go back and forth situations. And I didn't think Lamar was playing that well. I yeah, think, think To me, that's good- like, yeah, on paper, it makes sense to go for it. I get it. But I watched the entire game. Well, I watched most of the game. I have a story about that later. Um, I didn't think Lamar played that well. And you're putting the ball in his hands to win or lose the game. I think he would have won in an overtime. He
2: probably would have won in an overtime. I think there's decent points on both sides. But let's go back to what we always say. What do the opposing fans want at that point? I think if I'm the Steelers... I'm shitting when you see Tucker come on, Tucker come off, they call timeout, they're screwing around with them a little, and then Lamar stays on the field. I don't know. I think most Steelers fans would want to go to overtime too.
0: Interesting, because of the fear of the moment or because you know you think they're going to get it? Because I was looking at it like I was rooting for the Steelers because the Pats are now the number one seed in the AFC, which will last for another 18, 19 hours. They could lose to Buffalo and drop to four. They will, yeah. Or five. Yeah. Um, They will? Yeah, I think so. I think is that a snide will. remark? Or you... No,
2: it's not. I'm just judging, and we can go over this later, but just by the tone of our text and everything, you are way, way, way too full of yourself right now. You not full of myself, not majors. overconfident. <laughs> no. Oh, we'll, my all right, we'll God. talk about that
0: later. Uh, um, I was rooting for Pittsburgh. Yeah. I wanted Baltimore to go for it because I thought if it went to overtime, I thought it was game over. Because mm-hmm. Tucker, Tucker in overtime is the biggest weapon in the sport. Right. You just yeah. have to get to like what the 40 f- 45 yard line of the opposite side, and you're in field goal range? I guess. And I don't know about could that the Steelers have gone all that. the way down. The Steelers, it takes them 10 quarters to score 20 points. Yeah. They were at 18. I don't know. I just would have. I think I it was just have gone mojo.
2: I think Harbaugh's like, Hey, Steelers suck, and my team wins close games no matter what. So why don't I just end it now? I don't know.
0: Little Eric You go either way. Yeah, for sure. For I'll sure tell you argument. one thing, one magical thing that happened other than Roethlisberger, it leaked out that this was probably his last season. We could have guessed that. Mm-hmm. And then he had an OK game and uh, seemed like a strangely emotional game because it was kind of the playoffs were on the line for them. It felt like at one point, I think Romo broke not only his own personal record, but the <laughs> all time announcing record for huge play, Jim, huge play <laughs> coming up here. He had, I think, twenty of twenty-two plays were a huge play at one point. I somebody needs to tell Romo to 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 calm down, like a notch. Just oh, bring it down, like, just bring it down a notch. That's Not every loud. play's a huge play. That's loud. In There's those five stadiums. huge plays in a football game. I he, think he, he gets and,
2: excited. Any quarterback over thirty-four years old is like a. It's a miracle <laughs> for him. I mean, it couldn't last. But here we uh, go, Jim. You know what I like? I like is someone keeping track of the um, Howard Letterman versus Tony Romo Jim calls. Because, okay, Jim, he's becoming – he does say Jim Oh, my a lot. God. He says Jim a lot in a, in a given day, that's for sure.
0: I don't know, but. Jim. <laughs> that's true. Maybe he inherited it from from Letterman. Well, the Steelers are somehow alive. They looked like they were DOA, and yet yeah. I didn't want to bet on Baltimore. Baltimore was the one, one thing I somehow avoided. If you look at the playoff picture – we have that tie is going to come.
2: It's going to be everything, t- whether, uh, for for or against them. It's going to work. Come down to that, right?
0: We have Chargers at seven and five. We have Cincy and Indy. Cincy's at seven and five. Indy's at seven and six. And then Pitt has this weird six five and one record. Mm. And they've already had their bye. And this is just going to be super hard to figure out. Denver six and six. Cleveland six and six. Vegas six and six. And somehow Miami is not dead yet. This is kind of like it's kind of shaping up this way anyway, but can we, because there's an
2: extra week, we, we have to pretend there's urgency here. Meanwhile, everybody's got five games left and I know have six I don't and, like it. And the page, you know, uh, you know, some teams have sick, but what, um, can we just do a round robin for the five teams that are between the 6 and 7 seed in the AFC and just watch those play out the rest of the way? I mean, that would be great. I would see I don't know, Miami could be the best in the AFC right now. I have no idea, but they're 6 and 7. I want to see them go against the Chargers and I want to see the Raiders go against the Bra- I just want to see all these teams go back and forth for the next 5 weeks and then then we'll start
0: the playoffs. So like an NBA play-in tournament. Yeah, for sure. Play in for like a month. Well, if the playoffs ended today, mm. let's let's say for fun, the Pats beat the Bills. It, Pats will get the bye. We would have Tennessee against Cincy. We would have Baltimore against the Chargers, and we would have Chiefs-Bills. Now, the question for me, because I want no part of the Chiefs in the playoffs. That's the team mm-hmm. I'm afraid of. I assume Tennessee falls to four, right? They'll be our AFC South division winner who's in the four spot and then the top wild card gets to play Tennessee who might have Derrick Henry back which right. leads me to my next question who would you want to play out of Tennessee with Derrick Henry back KC or Baltimore because for me I w- I it's Baltimore in a heartbeat I would so rather play them than those other two
2: at this point yeah for sure and if Tennessee has Henry back and don't forget Tennessee still has Jaguars and Texans so I know you have them locked you have them as a four right they, they can get 11 wins they get to 11 by accident against them, uh, against the schedule. Yeah, but the Ravens. The the Ravens, uh, I assume in a month, they'll have that shine. We'll no longer be on them where they're winning these bullshit games, and we saw maybe it started a little today, but um, I, although they do control the ball, man, that is something you want to do in January, right? They lead the yeah. league in time and possession, and really, this was a close game they should have won, actually. I, I can name three or four that they should have lost, but this seemed like one that they should have won, but just the same because they're the Ravens because they don't get it done in January that that's probably the team out of the three you named um that I'd want to play.
0: Well, we call these the 50-50 games, right? Yeah. Week 2 they won. Casey, they they won last second. Detroit mm-hmm. Tucker makes the crazy field goal. So they're two and 50-50 games. They beat Indian week 5 in OT. So 3 and 0. They beat Minnesota in OT. In a game they shouldn't have won, so now they're four and zero in the fifty fifty games. They win that goofy Bears game in week eleven by three. Yeah, that's five and oh. They were too. they were due to blow one of these. They Forgot were, about that. Even yeah. five and one in fifty fifty games is pretty good. You used I to do s-
2: didn't you used to lay it out like that, like good wins, bad wins, and then something else? Like the, yeah, I used to until yeah.
0: every win is a bad win now. I think we yeah, have like true. two good wins a, a day. But you think like offensively, the last four weeks, they've scored 10, 16, 16, and 19 today.
2: Well, he had like 10 interceptions and six touchdowns, right? Lamar, over the last, um, I forget how many games, it was like four or five or something? It's the least accurate he's looked in a couple
0: years. Right. You don't, every time he releases the ball, if it's like straight on to the receiver, I'm almost a tiny bit surprised. Mm -hmm. And their pass defense, which Pittsburgh was not able to exploit today because of Roethlisberger, but I think... You know, we're, they play Green Bay in two weeks. And to me, that's just like Rogers lights them up. It's and very that,
2: exciting, the AFC. It really is. I will say. It's, I don't mind it at all. It's definitely more exciting than the <laughs> NFC. Well, the NFC, so it's just, if this is any indication, NBC, you know, when they have some downtime, they show the playoff picture. And the AFC, I think there's 13 teams within two games of each other, or 12 or something. The NFC, they just show the division leaders and the three wild cards, and they're like, that's it. We're not even going to bother you with the Atlantas of the world and the Panthers and every other crap team that has a
0: chance. But we're not going to put our graphics people through that. I mean, Washington is the sixth seed right now. Right now, we would have Arizona 10-2. and We would have Green Bay-San Fran in round one, Tampa-Washington rematch, and then Dallas versus the Rams. Now, you right. might be stuck in that four spot.
2: I, I'm, I'm thinking... I've, I've heard Dallas-Rams now for like three or four weeks now, and I, I'm not sure that's
0: going to change. I think I would want to play the Rams. Yeah. I'm not thrown off the scent by them killing Jacksonville today. I don't. I think that uh, the one-skill guy, Sony was... You know, they actually needed Sony in the game today from a running attack standpoint. Mm-hmm. I don't see it with them. I think you could beat them. I the do wa- The Washington thing yeah. is bizarre because I think if we had said, Ugh. if we had said there's going to be three NFC's playoff teams, everyone would have thought we were on crack. And yet the Eagles are a half game out of the seventh seed right now. And we legitimately could have... I mean, they all play each other, so maybe it's moot. but there's a world where we could have three playoff teams. It's
2: really nuts. I'm looking at it now. Washington, what they win? 17-15 two weeks in a row, or Monday yep. and Sunday. So six, between six days, they've won 17-15 twice. I still don't think they're that good. I mean, the Chase Young is your nope. viewing theory right now unfolding in front of our eyes, but they're a minus 51-point differential. I'm looking. 246 to 297. They don't excite me at all. And you just look at... It's still gotta be the quarterback that carries you the playoffs. All right, they might make it, but Tyler Heineke, Tyler Heineke, I can't even say his name. is not winning three straight road playoff games. So
0: Heineke's is like a poor man's it? Minshew. Um uh, they, they, they had Minshew. some kicker, some kicker him. they signed like a couple days ago. Yeah. He's coming in and make a forty eight yarder. I thought there's a zero percent chance. <laughs> this is in Vegas game on the line. I guess Dome, maybe it's Easier in the dome, but I just didn't think it was going in. I was didn't work confident. for the Jets.
2: Didn't work for the Jets. Their, their guy, they just picked up off the street, missed two extra points, and they're like, "All right, we we don't need to see you the rest of the day."
0: <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yeah, they just <laughs> he missed his first two extra points, yeah, and then they should have just sent him home.
2: <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, they went for two every time. Well, they didn't get many
0: opportunities after that, but that was it. We've led the league in, uh, or led out of any season. I think we've had the most picked up the street kickers. Where the announcers right. like, "Here's Sal." Yeah, signed on Saturday. They just threw him out there. They he has to borrow a friend's uniform. I still don't get it. Like, why kicking has gotten worse? Well,
2: it's just we don't make enough of a big deal about it. Like, people are so hung on. Like, why can't thirty-two players? Play the quarterback position. It's like, well, you have to learn a playbook. You have to get used to speed, defensive speed. You have to get used yep. to your own guy's routes and everything. Kicking is kind of the same thing, right? You move to the left two steps. You you, you take a, a an approach at the ball and you try to drive it through the middle. Why can't 40, 50, 100 people do this?
0: Well, you, when I moved to LA to work uh, with our cousin, mm-hmm. you had a friend who was a kicker Steven who was Green. like dabbling in, uh, what was it? Yeah. X, he was in XFL or what, yeah. uh, what were the weeks he was in? Yeah, no, he was in Arena League 2, the second Arena League, yeah. And it it was like, maybe I could get a chance. You you would go try out, and you wonder like how many Stephen Greens are out there every year. Are there like 200 guys like that? Right. I don't know. I don't know why everyone's missing 32-yard field goals, which are extra points. I still feel like the road has been paved for the female kicker. There's got to yes. be some ex soccer player like Carly Lloyd and then she had the kick like a year ago but mm-hmm. if if they're going to be around the same as these people that are be pulling off the street and you're like a 2 and 10 team why not it's like right. it'd like be the most exciting thing your team could do for Absolutely. the entire season if if you were like uh the freaking Texans why not I, why Bring in not Carly is, Lloyd for three it's more a great games. question?
2: Cause like, I don't know the purist and the chauvinist will be like, well, what if she has to make a tackle? It's like, well, we saw Teddy Bridgewater not make a tackle and then right. not make another tackle tonight. I don't know what the hell we've was. seen. Lots
0: of people not yeah. be able to make tackles. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. It's fine. But if you're worried about a tackle, like go like somebody in the back line, like somebody yeah. who is like a sweeper or a back forward or whatever. Yeah, man, woman, whatever. just get someone who can kick. <laughs> just, I, yeah. Say. If we're going to have bad kickers, at least give them better backstories. Mm-hmm. It's screwing up all my
2: bets. I'm having, I take plus seven and a half adjusted lines and everyone's down eight because they,
0: they don't have a kicker who can. I don't understand. <laughs> it. straight. All right. We're going to talk about Minshew. Let's take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by simply safe summer is all about fun vacations, but I know that being away from home can be stressful. So many things can happen. That's why I like to recommend simply safe award winning security that can help give you peace of mind when you're away. The only thing you should worry about while you're on vacation is having too much fun having my home. It's great. Couldn't work better. I think simply safe is the best because it comes with a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. It's backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. It's given me, my family, many others real peace of mind. I'm waiting to have it too. Try it out. A 60-day money-back guarantee. No contracts right now. Get 20% off any Simply Safe system with Fast Protect Monitoring at simplysafe.com BS. That is Simply Safe with two us. Simplysafe.com BS. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, Sal. I didn't have a lot go right for me today, but my guy (laughs) Minshew finally got a chance for the Eagles. This was the guy that I was completely unironically serious that if we didn't get Mac Jones in the draft, I wanted them to trade for Minshew, and I was confident that he could lead us to the playoffs. Mm -hmm. He bounces around. They take Trevor Lawrence. Nobody wants him. The Steelers go into a season with Roethlisberger, who was washed up last year, and Mason Rudolph as the backup, and a pretty good team that is like Mm -hmm. a playoff team, basically, with a headless horseman type of situation. They don't even want to give up a fit for him. Philly's like, all right, we'll trade for him. They told the story during the game today that the coaching staff of Philly right now went against him when they were at Indy and he lit them up and had like one incompletion and they were like fouled it away. Mm -hmm. So anyway, he lounges around. It's week 13. He finally gets his chance. Now, granted, it was the Jets, but Mm. you can't tell me he's not one of like the best, I don't know, 20 quarterbacks in the league. Like would he would he if he's on the Browns right now, are the Browns better? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I have to say, when I when I first saw the praise for Minchu on Twitter and and on our text chains, I'm like, you know, this is mean spirited. You're having a little fun with this, but you don't you don't actually mean you don't like it. You're just trying to rally. And then I'm 100 like, percent mean. Like, it. Then I'm like, well, 28 teams ought to be ashamed of themselves for not signing him as their backup. That's that's my bottom line. And my other bottom line is something you mentioned earlier. Granted, it's the Jets. So let's just remember that.
0: <laughs> Here's the thing: if I'm trading second round pick for Sam Darnold, and I'm yeah. trading for Teddy Bridgewater, and I'm trading a conditional first for Carson Wentz, and I could just get Minshew for nothing, who's produced everywhere he's gone, and now his career stats are 39 TDs, 11 picks for his career in the NFL, mm-hmm. and these teams, I, I just don't understand it. Plus, even today, you could see like his teammates love him. I don't know if he's probably not going to start next week, but um, I had some. Eagles fans in my text who were like, whoa, we can finally use our whole playbook and those kind of jokes because, you know, they're running like screens, the ball was on time, and I thought their offense looked better than their defense. But it's just so weird to me that everybody spends so much time trying to figure out a quarterback, and Mac Jones falls to 15. We saw Denver tonight. They scored nine points with Teddy Bridgewater, actually playing good defense in a big spot, did what he usually does. And there's Minshew... And they passed Mac Jones. They passed on him. They took Sertan, mm-hmm. who's good, but I I just can't believe this is the one position you can't fuck up, and these teams over and over again gravitate to the wrong guys. No, I'm with you. Now there
2: are some Eagle fans that are like, oh, we're eleven and two with him, and and if we sit Jalen Hurts, I don't think that's true. But uh, he brings good energy, and you see it in the parking lot afterwards with his father. <laughs> that was great. Like, that was that was great. Um, and it's fun, but it begs the question, is there another one out there? Is Marcus Mariota is another Gardner-Minshew? He might Why be. Why isn't he in there?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, he might be. Well, I, I think if you look at Minshew's history, putting up the giant stats in college sometimes means nothing. Other times it might mean something. Some guys mm-hmm. are just good at stuff, right? Yeah. Same thing in basketball. Sometimes there are guys who just have scored at every level of basketball and then they get to the pros and eventually somebody starts playing them and they score. He's good. So, I don't understand.
2: I, sometimes though, this happens with Gino Smith at a great game that Thursday night against the Rams and they came up short. Um, and then there's been tape on Geno Smith, but I don't know if do they lose it. Do, do the coaching staffs lose VCR tapes or something like, Oh, oh wait, we found it. We found the Geno Smith. T-. He'll be back to throwing three <laughs> picks next week. So uh, I don't know how crazy I want to go about Minshew, but it's fun to have him as a backup for sure.
0: I'm going to go crazy. I own beachfront property on Minshew okay. Island and everyone's invited to come hang out because right. Minshew's my guy. I think he's going to end up on the Steelers next year and it's going to piss me off because it'll be like, oh my God, what a gym. Perfect by oh, really? quarterback. Yeah. Uh, I, I could totally see him on a team like that or the Browns. If you're the Browns, would you rather pay $35 million a year for Baker or would you just rather have Minshew?
2: No, I'd have, rather have Minshew, but that's a tough, Tough pill to swallow for the fans. You got to convince them to get excited for that. I I and some of these fans just don't want one even a half a year of rebuilding. But I'm with you. I'd rather I wouldn't want I to know pay, if it's uh, a rebuild. I wouldn't want to pay Baker that much. All right.
0: That's so that saying. was my big win. All right. The big loss. We talked last week. <laughs> you did the lines. And I was like, please don't let me put Minnesota in a tease. Please you actually, don't. You did. Please you don't played, do it.
2: You went to God. You actually looked up. You, <laughs>
0: I asked for the strength. I couldn't fight it off. Did it on million-dollar picks. Put them in two of our three big teaser bets. Did you know it what it life. is, Schrager? It's teaser week.
2: It's <laughs> teaser week. It's, I was like, what the hell am I watching? Four days ago, it was like, no, no, no. We're staying away from this. You're praying to God. Like, what is this? I couldn't get the big pick two every,
0: teams. every teaser hit except this stupid Vikings team. Uh. I've watched, I think, more Vikings games than <laughs> anyone other than the Pats. For some reason, I have money on them every week. I have fantasy yeah. guys. And they spend a whole hat. I, Mike Zimmer, I think by the time people hear this, will probably be fired. Really? Be guess. I, I thought that was a him. fireable game. Wow. It's a fireable game. Whole first half, they rarely blitz. Goff is like a pretty open book. It's like if mm-hmm. you blitz Goff, he's completely helpless.
1: Right. If you
0: let him stand in there, he can actually like be relatively accurate. So they start blitzing him. All of a sudden, Goff is completely helpless. They make this huge comeback, they miss the two point conversion on one of the worst plays I've ever seen in my life. They missed another two-point conversion. They ended up missing three two-point conversions. They scored four touchdowns and two field goals right. and ended up with like 27 <laughs> points or whatever it was. Or four touchdowns, one, one field goal. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they finally get this touchdown. They cover the tees. There's a minute and a half left. The Lions are going to lose again. It's Jared Goff. A bunch of receivers I've never heard of in my life. Mm-hmm. They go into a pre and just let him throw 10-yard. All of a sudden, it's like, now nah, we're not going to blitz him anymore. 10-yard passes, moves on down the field. He gets to the 20-yard line with, like, 12 seconds left. That ah, huge cushion. Guy gets out of bounds to the 11. It's like, all right, now this is like, you can fire these <laughs> in. Eight defensive backs, four of whom are, like, protecting the Hail Mary, even though they're at the 10-yard line. The other two are playing so far off that the guy who gets the winning touchdown just does a quick curl. Right, and nobody touches him. He catches it. He's not even touched. It's the worst defense. It was really bad I've was, ever th- seen.
2: It was up there with the Jets Raiders, right? When the Jets were winless last year, and they they just let they just let a fly pattern go. Yeah, but that looked that Greg looked Williams fixed inspired. though. That,
0: yeah, that looked oh, that like almost fixed. like that was no. It looked like that was fixed. <laughs> this is Minnesota's trying to go six and six. I
2: know, I know. You're right. It's Jared I don't know Goff. What to say. Just puts I, him. No, puts him. He's fault. gonna panic. It's R. You could blame Zimmer. You could blame. Uh, was it Patterson? Is the other the uh, uh, Defensive coordinator or something. I think they they're co-defensive coordinators or something. Or you could blame us on the text chain. We were having a lot of fun at Jared Goff's expense we were with Dan Campbell. We were going off about those two. How funny it is. Those guys are never going to get it done. And uh, and then well, oh, Goff boy. was
0: trying. He threw a pick. It's true. He had the fourth and one. He had to ad lib It ended up being a fumble. The Vikings <laughs> get it. Leads to the touchdown. And then I I I mean Zimmer, there's like four seconds left play goes out of bounds. Zimmer calls timeout. Right. Cause let's give the lions like three minutes to think about exactly what they want to mm-hmm. do here. Comes out of the timeout with eight defensive backs <laughs> in the end zone. None of them <laughs> were actually defending the end zone. Yeah. And They're then if you look at the play, the somebody's punch. committing pass interference in the middle of the field that they probably would have called if it wasn't a touchdown. I, I just, I can't believe this is professional football. This was their whole season. I don't think they
2: practiced all week for a, all right, let's pretend that Jared Goff has the ball down with a chance to win from the 10 yard line. Like, yeah, let's skip that. Let's do onside kick. So let's do something fun or something. I don't know what happened there. I I mean, obviously I had them on the teaser too. So that, uh,
0: yeah, that blew big time, but, um, yeah, maybe he does get fired. What more (laughs) do you need to see anymore? I'd need to see nothing. I've, they've missed their last four two point conversions. They've blown, they've lost seven games, six of them. They easily could have won if they made one play like one play, not even like three plays. It's like one play per game. I was so mad because we just can't get momentum on million dollar picks. I was mad about my bets. They ruined, I had Dallas attached to them. And that so that Dallas game goes away. I had the uh, Eagles attached to them, that went away. I was so mad I left. Left my house. You left your house. Yeah. Went, <laughs> what does that? I drove. Like? I drove to the cryo place and I froze for three minutes and fifteen. Did seconds. Did you really? Yeah. I wanted to like inflict pain on myself. I just sat there in a freezing cryo chamber, at minus two forty, and just thought about Kirk Cousins as I like froze to death. <laughs> and I was like, if I die right now, blame Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff. You,
2: I mean, I, I don't even know where to how to unpack that. You spent <laughs> more on cryo than you did losing that teaser. I'm sure. I
0: mean, no, I, don't know I got, I got a subscription. Is. Subscription. Yeah. I went and cried my ass off. <laughs> Instead of crying, I cryoed. It was a cryo game. I did, I missed the first half of all the second games. I was so mad, I just left. <laughs> Kirk Cousins is driving gamblers to cryo. <laughs> <laughs> Kirk Cousins Sherry off with Mike Zimmer. And then I'm texting my, my friend, the Vikings fan, yeah. Jeff Gallo, who won't watch the game. And I'm like, you got to see this defense in the last play. He's like, fine. And then like 20 minutes later, he texts me back. I just watched it 15 times in a row. What defense was that? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> it was the defense where the guy runs right in front of you and gets the game-winning yeah. touchdown when they're on the 12-yard line. Oh, that was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Did, can I ask you, are Cousins and Goff the most hated
2: quarterbacks in the league in terms of screwing up bets for people? I'm trying to think if there's another. Cousins, St- Stafford, Cousins,
0: has, Cousins has to be one. But
2: if there's two that were to match up, it's those two? Was Stafford is Stafford in there?
0: I don't know. Goff doesn't screw up bets though. I guess you people are on Goff. Goff. Yeah. People aren't yeah. Goff. I mean, the yeah, great right. thing about the game today is you, you have is the true. Vikings, and they're down 14. And you're like, all right, I— it's fine. We got golf. It's like you have like a mole on the inside. We got golf. Goff will take care of us. The Lions did.
2: were minus three ten to win. I was like, this is a mistake. I don't care if it even loses. I'm, I can't. We have to go the other way with this.
0: Well, and then after the Vikings score, they're up. They're up four. They could have been up six, but they missed the two point again. Mm-hmm. I think the le- the Lions were like plus three ten or plus three fifty, maybe. Oh, when the Vikings were up. Yeah, when the Vikings were up. Right, would yeah, have been that, an easy hedge, but it's like who in their right mind's gonna hedge with Jared Goff with one timeout? Those nah, yeah. thing. Campbell wasted one of his timeouts, so they had like no timeouts left for the last drive. Mm-hmm. I it was I know the Vikings, the, the Vikings Listen, fans. you, Khalif,
2: Raymond, Amon Ross, St. <laughs> Brown, Brock Wright.
0: Godwin That's an equal. Ross St. Brown was unbelievable in the last drive. <laughs> he looked like Wes Welker in 2007. I picked him, him up, and played open. him,
2: and played him on Thanksgiving. Maybe even against you on, in fantasy. And he did shit, of course. So yeah, no, he had ten receptions today.
0: Well, anyway, the Lions are off to Schneid. We should have known. Yep. Uh, this is where I tell you to inflict bodily harm on me if I ever put the Vikings in anything. The problem oh. is teasing a team like that. I know better. I just thought the lines were done. And then I get into this Dan Campbell, Mike Zimmer chess mm-hmm. match, which was like a drunk chess match. Mike Zimmer, please just move on <laughs> with your life. You don't stop torturing the Viking fans and gamblers everywhere. <laughs> Mike um, Zimmer's doing okay. Did you see the supermodel he's dating did, right now? I did. Yeah.
2: He's doing fine. Let's not feel well, so bad for him anymore.
0: Maybe gets, she I could, can't. maybe she could help him on Defense from the 12-yard line.
2: Ugh. Uh, you're st- Not so fast. You're going to have to pick them. This, the, you, I know you like action, and they play the Steelers this Thursday. I know. What, are you going to pick know. Big Ben? Come on.
0: That game, the combo of Big Ben versus Cousins. Maybe those are the two most. And ended. Thursday night, the, the stay-away day. Just don't right. bet Thursday nights ever. I, I, I'm not betting on that game. Before we do guess the Lions, let's talk about the cards. The cards are 10-2. and two. Mm-hmm. They've won all seven road games by 10 points or more. And I haven't heard them ever mentioned in any sort of Super Bowl conversation. I think most people are thinking now it's Pat's Chiefs or Bill's Chiefs, Pac Bucks, maybe Cowboys as a sleeper. And then people are like, oh yeah, and the Cardinals. So here's They what turn to the oh I, yeah team.
2: Well, I don't think people know what they're looking at with the Cardinals because their defense is actually better than their offense. And Kyler Murray before today hadn't played in a month. And they're like, I yep. don't know. They just have to kind of... Go away so but this morning I had a talk with myself because I've been hemorrhaging just money just left and right on the college and everything and I, and I was like I can't do this week to week I gotta have monster future bets to put in and that'll be my thing now gra- trust me I, I lost enough money today uh, this plan didn't work for like forty minutes but including your uh your Vikings on a teaser but my I threw Vikings. a team out there <laughs> I, I I'm, I'm said I'm taking packers bucks. I'm taking Patriots, Chiefs, and I'm, I'm going to pretend the Bills and the Cardinals don't exist. And if my team makes it, that's great, the Cowboys. But I made like every combination with those four. And I feel good about it until Arizona just runs the table. Are they going to just win like nine more in a row? Is that going to be it? Well, they have a chance
0: here. If you get the one seed. Sure. I mean, at that point, you got two home games and you're good to go. The one seed feels so dramatically important with this new seventeen week. Mm-hmm. The one seeds are the only one that don't have to play. It just seems like such a massive advantage, even more than usual. And then they know, like, they get to play. You know, either somebody in that four or five range, or if somebody else wins, the lower team, right?
2: And who sure. knows?
0: Like the way this season goes, anybody can beat anybody. Well, but. the one team I don't think it matters
2: for is Tampa Bay. I know nobody wants to go to Lambeau, but you know. Up you know, the Cowboys went to Arizona. They'd have a good, fairly good representative uh, fan wise, but um, I did want to say with Tampa Bay, I mm. think this was the week. This was the uh, "Remember Us Asshole" week. Like a bunch of people, a bunch of teams saying, "Hey, remember us, asshole!" Starting with Alabama, who was on the verge of not even making the playoff, and now they're favored to win the whole thing at plus one twenty on FanDuel. They did the remember us asshole. I think Tom Brady did the same thing. I kind of predict. I was like, he's going to go off. He needs one of these games. I know he had a pick six. It was ugly, but four touchdowns, 368 yards. The, the odds aren't up for MVP. I think he's got that squared away um, minus an injury there. And I think you're going to laugh, but I think the Chiefs kind of did the remember us asshole thing, too. They have a five game winning streak. Why are they not talked about like the Patriots are five game winning streak? I know they had like 266 yards and won today, but. The the Denver was never in that. I don't care. As soon as they show the graphic, like Fangio's one and eighteen when losing at half and like Bridgewater was the same. I was like, oh, this game is over. They had an eleven minute drive. They came away with zero. Chiefs are the one you want to avoid in the AFC, I think.
0: I'm with you, brother. Mike Zimmer had a remember us asshole too. Today. <laughs> remember way? us asshole. Don't bet us. <laughs> I forgot about that part. <laughs> he yeah. actually don't remember us. <laughs> um Yeah, I don't ever forget him. <laughs> yeah, the Chiefs. That was my chase bet tonight. Yeah. I did a I did a giant Chiefs pat's like finagled the Pats line to four and a half and did or no, I did a tease actually. I did a seven point tease with the Chiefs and the Pats. But it was I'm with you. I think the Chiefs have figured it out. We did a thing on Thursday about how they'd had twenty-two turnovers in the first eleven games, just like mm-hmm. how rare that is. And it might just have been a small sample size aberration. You know, a lot of those were bounce off the hands and so if they're if they're not turning the ball over, they're fine. I'm not saying Mahomes is trying
2: to throw interceptions and tip passes or anything, but they kind of know when they have to kick it into gear, right? Like yeah. how many times have we seen that? that's why people are all over the Cowboys and like, oh, they suck, they suck. Like this is not going to be this team in four weeks. Like granted, we we'll right. still probably have um, Mike McCarthy, which is not great, but. Let's see where we are in four weeks. Like I just, um, like didn't the Patriots, I mean, we saw the Steelers were 11 and one last year. They peaked too early. Patriots were, were they like 10 and one that year that they lost to Tennessee in the playoffs? Like you don't want to be great. Now you want to be great. when We had the best defense. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, I was watching the pregame show, which I don't usually do. There's like 20 people on it, the NBC show. Mm. And, uh, and they were really trying to make the case for Denver. And it was a lot of like Chris Consers go, I'll tell you Al. I this team thinks they can win. You know, right. so like a lot of that stuff and good matchup and they can run the ball. And I'm like, you guys, I'm just watching it going, you guys are insane. You want to make they, a case for
2: Denver? Do not show that Vic Fangio one and eighteen when trailing at halftime graphic. Because <laughs> I are right. immediately gonna turn that shit off.
0: Or like KC's beaten Denver over and over again for like yeah, a eleven decade. straight times. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. how about their nine-point favorites for a reason? Or like, you know, now that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is back, they actually seem a little friskier on offense. They have a little yin-yang with him and Williams. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They look pretty good. Arrowhead at night. It's a little Andy Reid off a bye. Yeah. It was a, yeah. It was a little I thought it was weird that they were like trying to tell us how good Denver was going to do. Anyway, they didn't do well. Mm-hmm. And uh, neither did we today with Gamewood. Did you have Alabama or Georgia in that game? Is of course I had Georgia. Of course I had. Them. So what did you do? You did, did like team. money line and the oh, under. Yeah, money did?
2: line with everything, every little thing. I mean, it was so much better. I mean, there. I looked at the common opponents, and they had beaten their common opponents four of them. So it's a good sample size but like twenty six, and Alabama had won by nine. And I was like, this maybe should be like a ten point spread, and then right away we saw oh yeah this is i don't know maybe this is just a way to get two sec
0: teams in but we'll see just, i you'd be proud of me about. i watched most of that game you did um alabama just seemed way better <laughs> That's yeah. my hot take. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> they did. They absolutely their skill did. guys are ridiculous. Every year, they just have all these guys. And I know nothing. I'm like, oh, that guy looks like a pro. Oh, he looks Georgia, like a
2: pro. They were not interested in playing defense like they had been.
0: The Georgia but, quarterback, was that a bad game for him? Or does that, like, so at, that's at, on bad? the bigger stage Milo will I think nervous. that's the
2: difference, like, in recruiting. Like, they never got the quarterback that they should have. That would have made the difference. But, you know, um, but that's that's what Kirby Smart Well, you know Michigan right
0: fans, right? You have sure. a few in your life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they are like, this could take over the nation if Michigan wins. I'm actually nervous for all of us. There's a lot of them out there. There's generations of them. <laughs> they didn't see this coming. It's fe- it's feeling a little 04 Red Sox-y. I think they I think it would have been a hundred times more likely that Harbaugh was gonna get bought out in like November, December versus oh, yeah. how this has played out, right?
2: Yeah, for sure. With all the buyouts, yeah. Uh it's gonna be good.
0: They're pretty good. Down. I've watched a couple of Michigan games. Like they're they're definitely good. Like I, I think Michigan-Alabama would be a fun one to watch. I don't think that Michigan would win, but it would be a spectacle.
2: Yeah, either way, that Michigan-Georgia game would be great. I can't believe that line is nine. I would jump on that for sure. Michigan's for Michigan nine, nine points. Yeah,
0: it's stupid. Mm. All right, we'll do guess the lines. Let's take a break. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. It's just what you need to sit back and enjoy the game, and they're also getting fans closer to the game than ever. and enter for your chance to win at slash courtside lda21 and up. All right, guess the lines. You mentioned it, week 14. What's the score? I'm up by 1. Yeah, I think you're up 652 or something. Yep, that's yeah. it. Well, here's a game that I'm not going to be betting. It's Minnesota. <laughs> but now now this would be the case for them not to get rid of Zimmer because they have a game on Thursday, right? That's Maybe true. you wait to see what happens this game. I've seen enough of Zimmer. Mm -hmm. All due respect, I never root for somebody to get fired, but man, you can't do where To to lose that game, I I don't know how you bounce back from that. I definitely
2: definitely know instances where you've rooted for people to get fired, but we don't have to go into it.
0: (laughs) You mean Daniel or somebody else? (laughs) Daniel, yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Daniel, we're just kidding. Uh, I have the Vikings favored in this game, but not by a lot. I have them favored by one and a half. Hmm. I went big. I said four, and it's three and a half. Oh, man.
2: So I get that one. I mean, this is Uh, exactly where you don't want the
0: Minnesota, right? At home, laying points. Feels like an underdog bet. You know, we hit the underdog parlay again. We've hit four in 13 weeks. Mm Mm-hmm and we just missed on three more but if we just if all i did a million dollar picks was underdog parlay every week and i just made one bet per week yeah with the odds you hit on those i'd be way up i love it and it makes sense
2: and everything says the underdogs but you're always, you're always rooting for a shitty quarterback to throw a touchdown in the fourth quarter that's the problem right today we underdog. had
0: yeah we had washington and we had seattle there you go and then the backup pick was the steelers which also would have won and i had thought mm-hmm. about doing the three way zag to just do a bunch of underdogs together but I just didn't want to bet on Roethlisberger. The Steelers are amazing
2: because for two and a half hours, you could watch their offense and be like, I'd rather do almost anything else than watch this offense. And then they really just like, oh my God, Deontay John, what the miraculous catches here by Chase Claypool? Does Big Ben have it or not? really like a a magic trick being performed in front of you.
0: They lead the league in two things. One is... Wide open receivers who have to stop and wait for the ball that <laughs> come to them to to ruin their long touchdown. All I think right. that's happened 20 times. And then I, I was trying to think of who I feel worse for this year, who's a, a skill position guy in a team. And it's it's Justin Jefferson and Najee Harris in the finals, I think. Najee Harris just all season running against good. eight man fronts. Three guys have to tackle him for him to go down. Like he really like, I would say he cares as much as anyone we watch every. Yeah, Sunday. this is like two
2: and a half seasons for him. He's like yeah. a ve- he's a veteran now. Like when you when you go to draft him next year in fantasy, consider that. Like he's a right. fourth year player. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right, he's at least like three and a half years in. Yeah, and he just cares so much, and he has no blocking ever, and he's like hurtling guys to get extra two yards. So I feel bad for him, and and then Jefferson, mm-hmm. he. It might, he's, he's this year's candidate for like the, he gets overthrown and he just keeps walking and he just walks yeah. out in the tunnel and we just don't see him again. It's like, where'd he go? He's gone. Do you think he's on a text chain with
2: Stefan Diggs?
0: Oh, no question.
2: Right? Day yeah. After.
0: I would love to know that. He's like, sure. Hey man, Hey, <laughs> I know we've never texted, but I just had to ask you that, that, that. I All warned right. you. Capital <laughs> yeah. letters. What do you think I'm out of there? Um, Cousins was mad leaving that Lions game. They showed him at the Lions were celebrating. They showed Cousins just like screaming at somebody in the Vikings. You know, here's the
2: thing. He didn't have been. This happens a lot. Like if you look at his ratio for touchdowns, to interception, didn't get worse today. It's one of the best in the league. And he had two touchdowns and no picks. And he was sacked three times. And he threw for 340. Uh, You want him to make some throws. that just aren't there. But his numbers always seem to stack up.
0: What killed them was they had the first two drives, field goal, field goal. Mm Mm-hmm. And they left points on the board each time. Right. And then it was like, oh, it's going to be one of these games. And then, of course, it was. All right, Sunday's marquee game. <sighs> what a gauntlet for the Bills. I mean, I knew they had this gauntlet, but then when yeah. you see it in Guess the lines, and we know they haven't even played the Pats on Monday, and then six days later, they have to go to Tampa mm-hmm. and play this Bucks team. That definitely looked like that little attitude today. Bucks bills I have the Bucks favored by three and a half. Yeah, you're going to get it. I said five. Why is this so light? The
2: Bucks are better in their home. Why is this it's three? The uh, the answer is only three.
0: I think people are still a little nervous about the Bucks secondary. hmm That's not hundred percent healthy yet. Th- they That'll should be, the be nervous about that. But even if the
2: Bills smoke the Pats tomorrow, I, I would still think the Bucks are in good shape, like even better shape then.
0: I don't know. I'll thing. say this about the Bill the Bills Pats. Mm-hmm. The Dug- the Duggar thing is dangerous for the Pats because he's been one of the best players in the team this year. Yeah, He's got a COVID thing, and it's like we don't know for sure if he's playing or not, but that guy, he's just been awesome, and he's so physical, and the other team always knows when he's out there. He's all over the place, and I think that's a big loss. And then the Mac piece of it, that team, I'm nervous about it. He's a rookie. It's his 13th start. You know, Monday be, night, you shouldn't it's be, be cold. So,
2: you shouldn't be so confident on the text. I'm not changes. confident. I'm, I'm, I'm
0: confident by t- the quality of this team. I'm not as confident that they will beat the Bills, but I think it should be a close game. And I, I think White being out for the Bills is a big deal. You also He's our have best defensive game. player. That,
2: that's true. Losing him on Thanksgiving was rough, but uh, and you also have another one against them too. So it's not that terrible if you lose.
0: We do, but will. this is this is a put this yourself the on the map. You win this one, you're the number one seed in the AFC. You have a better conference record than anybody. Even if the Bills beat you in New England, it's still a draw and you have a better conference record than them. Like, they're in the freaking driver's seat at this point. By
2: the way, you win this week, then you root for Tom Brady, right? Right.
0: That's really, I mean, either way, you're going to root for him next week. I have a confession. I root for Tom Brady a lot. of course you do. I know, I get it. I love that guy. I've even watched two episodes of Man in the Arena, which I thought was really good. Really? I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's really good.
2: That, yeah, I don't know if it's good
0: because I don't know if it's good I'm a Pats fan, but it's really well done, and um, there's like good lessons in there about work ethic and leadership and being a mm-hmm. teammate. I, I don't know, I'm kind of into it. All
2: right, I I've watched some of Pats it with fan. my son.
0: Your son's a football player. You should watch.
2: I know, I know. I don't respect Patriot fans who're still over, over the, over uh, in love with uh, Tom Brady. I just can't do it.
0: Not in love. You, you I just. Hate I, I, it's. He's the ex-wife that we're on incredible terms with and we've raised some great <laughs> kids and we're just trying to uh, trying to wish the best for them. Unlike the uh, mom on Succession tonight. I, I watched, watched Succession. It? How I are did. you
2: watching this? So, you're, I, so you're, I had, you're not listening at all then. I had it, so... Chiefs
0: Broncos on the right TV for an hour and I watched Succession. Oh, man. It was the episode of the year. Was it? I'm, I'm hearing good things. Yeah, it was good. All right. It was good. Anytime it's a big setting with a wedding, thumbs up. All right. The watchables I got three Ravens Browns- mm-hmm. in Cleveland
2: this happened what two weeks ago it was sixteen ten Ravens
0: right this was exactly I, I, two weeks ago. I never remember doing well, we we, this yeah. is our fifteenth year of Guest the Alliance. I never remember just casually throwing out minus ones when we do guest the lines. Mm-hmm. and two of my next three picks are minus one. I have the Ravens minus one
2: at Cleveland. Son of a bitch. I said minus two. It is minus It is minus one. You get it.
0: Crazy. I never would have guessed that two years ago, three years ago. There were never minus one games. That is such a stay away. That game has like leprosy, COVID-19,
2: <laughs> every variant of COVID. Like just stay far away from it in terms of betting. Are you
0: kidding me? I think Lamar's had one of the weirdest seasons we've seen. Yeah. Where it was like he got COVID again. It's like, what's going on with this guy? Then all of a sudden it looked like he had his shit together. And then he was had this run of like fourth quarters and comebacks. And, and you're, you're going, wow, this guy really figured it out. I actually trust this guy. He's got mm. these weapons. And that kind of peaked around midseason. Then that Thursday night game when he sucked and they lost, it flipped. Right. And now I don't know what to think anymore. I, don't, I, I, If you ask me my opinion on, on Lamar Jackson, what's his ceiling? Can you win a Super Bowl? I, I have no idea. If I was on like NFL Live or first take and like the segment was Lamar Jackson, they'd be like, all right, we're gonna talk about Lamar for 15 minutes. I'd be like, I'm out. I don't I don't have any opinion. I don't know (laughs) what to say. I watch football every week. I don't I have no opinion. I don't I'm not in, I'm not out, I'm not sideways. Well, I I
2: I wanna cut him a little bit of slack because he's as like his top five running backs have gone out. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Devonta Freeman is like 14 for 50, like averaging like three and a half yards a carry. So he now has to run the ball and um I don't know. I don't know. Unless Mark Andrews is open, it doesn't seem like anybody else can get separation. But I think that's an interesting question. Like, how many quarterbacks you put ahead of them to win a Super Bowl, a Super Bowl, not just this year?
0: I think a lot. I don't think that's morning. a Super Bowl team. The only thing that was interesting about them was their ability to pull these games out, and then it finally mm-hmm. backfired on them today. The Sack Tucker seven thing.
2: Times. Sacked seven times.
0: It looks like he's under siege. It looks like mm. teams have figured out, just don't let him get to the either corner, right? They always right. have guys there now, and anytime he tries to turn one corner or the other, there's always somebody there. And they're just not afraid of the running game at all. And sometimes, like, when your running backs suck like this, you can kind of pass the point no return. I felt like it happened to the 07 Pats when mm-hmm. we lost Sammy Morris down the stretch, even though we were undefeated. But it was like, our running backs were terrible. Mm-hmm. And at some point, teams are like, all right, we're just not afraid of any running back you have. So yeah, I don't, rem- I do don't remember
2: do a long pass from him down the sideline, not middle of the field to Andrews, like a 45 to Marquise Brown, all these speedsters. Um, I, I can't remember the last one. Rashad Bateman, what, did he get thrown out of the game or something or hurt? He had nothing, right, today?
0: Did Didn't see his name a lot today. You know, said they might have to bring back the old Flacco offense just – Go for PIs like every like 10 plays.
2: Yeah. Well do you I, notice I mean, Carr?
0: Do you see Carr today I, in that I, end of that Raiders game? It's he's the best say, at it right now. He's like was, the goat. But he didn't get it. He should have gotten it. He should have gotten end. it.
2: And the next two plays should have been exactly that same play. It's like that's the only chance you have of getting in field goal range. Why are you throwing an eight yard out right there after that? You got 10 seconds. Do
0: one or two more of those. See what happens. He's the best in the league mm-hmm. at buying enough time to throw a bomb. Mm-hmm. And throwing the bomb and the way he lofts it, it always seems to fuck up the D back. Yeah. And it seems like every time it's a pass interference, they call it half the time, but I, I, that plays unstoppable. I trust him, you know, down three, I think, more than a lot of these QBs in the league because I do too. The PI I just think, so they got their, I think
2: they got their calls on Thanksgiving against the Cowboys. They did. And the league said, that's it. No more for the
0: Raiders. Well, especially when uh, God only knows what happened with this Gruden email thing. Yeah. For have sure. you been following some of this stuff? What? There's more. What, he's still emailing. What do he do? Well, Gruden's gonna sue everybody oh, no, on this. Of course, I know. And that. Yeah. he's basically like, "Why did only these yeah. emails come out? Where are the other ones? Why me? Why was I targeted?" Like this, I think could get really ugly. They
2: so. have to settle with him. This is this would be just uh, atrocious. And it's so ironic that he learned from the master Al Davis how to sue the league, except it's not going to be on behalf of his team.
0: The story could be really ugly. And the good news for the NFL is uh, they have a commissioner who's screwed up situations like this over and over again for 15 years. <laughs> you still don't years. like
2: that guy.
0: That's I am not good. a fan. Not a fan at all. Next one, Chiefs home again for the Raiders. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, let me see if this moved because I checked it
0: um, before the game. But I'm, I'm staying with I'll my... I'll just tell you this. Guess. If yeah. this line is under nine, I'm teasing it when we finish the pod. Okay. I have the Chiefs by eight.
2: Uh, all right. You are. Where is it? Wait, hold on. What did I miss it? Oh, uh, you get it. Also, I had seven and a half. It's eight and a half. So go um, to it. I'm you teasing want, it. You want to take a break real quick before anyone no, uh I we, right. yeah, we have time. Don't
0: forget. That's that's a wrap. So the Raiders are done.
2: They're six and six. You could see. I don't think I... they're
0: done. I, I I like nine and eight is going to be a seven seed in the AFC. See that?
2: So. I've been saying that for a while. Yeah, you've I been agree. saying it. You're yeah. right.
0: It's weird because. There's too
2: many teams banging each other out of it here. It's, it's got to be that way.
0: We didn't talk about Chargers he but yeah. Chargers take a huge lead. he comes roaring back because the Chargers are the Chargers. Burrow mm-hmm. gets hurt. So you go from thinking, oh, the Chargers are going to blow this. This is going to be 24-24. They miss an extra point. Burrow hurts his pinky. Now it's like, oh, the Chargers got this. But then the Bengals come roaring back anyway. And then it seems like the Bengals are going to win, mix and fumbles, all of a sudden the Chargers are up nine and you think they're going to win. But I left that game not liking either of those teams. Well, here's what <laughs> I
2: should have let you know ahead of time. I bet the Chargers, because Fandle and some others have, the, you could adjust anything. So I had the, I had right. the Bengals plus seven and a half. Uh, um, and they were driving to take the, well, first of all, Jamar Chase has a touchdown, right? It was a great, throw, perfectly thrown ball. Before Burrow got hurt, and he somehow bats it back to the defender as an interception. It was and, an
0: 80 yard touchdown. Oh that my he God. batted up in the air and turned it into an interception. It was like a 10 point swing.
2: He also batted up his offensive rookie of the year hopes, too, because he did, because really he bobbled
0: bad. another one later. But yeah. yeah, he wasn't that great. And that then Mixon fumbles, they're driving to
2: take the lead there, and Mixon fumbles, uh, and it's run back. Is that a Mix six? I guess it's a Mix six if he fumbles mm. and it's run back uh for a touchdown. Yeah. And then they just uh blow That was them a out. stupid game. Terrible. Anyways. But I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. You're right. Like the Bengals look really good. they seven. I saw they're like minus one seventy to make the playoffs. I mean they could really blow it. They lost to the they got killed by the Browns. That was a game for 10 minutes. They lost to the Jets. I don't trust any of these teams.
0: Chargers, Cincy, Indy, Pittsburgh, Denver, Cleveland, uh, Vegas, and Miami. All I'm live. I'm telling you, do the round robin, start now. You know, Denver's got the Lions this week and then mm. Cincy next week. And then they're at Vegas. So they could pull right back into this if they right. wanted to. Mm-hmm. The Colts have home New England at Arizona, home Vegas at Jacksonville. Because your instinct would be like, oh, the Colts, they probably are the best of all those teams. But they might not even get to nine wins.
2: Yeah, they have tough games. All- and then
0: the dumbass Final. Chargers, they get to play the Giants at home this week. Mm-hmm. So they could all of a sudden be eight and five. And that might, at that point, all they have to do, they have KC at Houston, Denver at Vegas. See, I think you win one of those and you're in. Eight and five, you might be one win away. Nine, the tie, nine and eight, I if, think that's in. the
2: tiebreakers are right. Now, they yeah. beat the Steelers. Well, the Steelers, they won't tie with anyway because it's a, they have the tie, they have actual tie of the Steelers.
0: Yeah, they could they could do it with the Chargers. Um, okay, last watchable. It's your team playing the team that you're secretly scared of. A team that... We had seven Ewing 30 scouts watching them in Vegas this week <laughs> after they lost Chase Young and somehow got better. The Washington professional football team. The people on Twitter who do the hail thing for them. Yeah. But it's not their old name anymore. It's like, hail, the Washington professional football team. You need right. a new slogan. Give up the hail. The hail yeah, doesn't yeah. work anymore. Sorry, guys. Yeah.
2: I think to your, hell with that.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think your Cowboys are favored. I think they're favored by one and a half.
2: Oh, wow. No respect. I like it, Simmons. That You don't respect them. Cowboys by four and a half. I said four.
0: Yeah, I definitely don't have respect for the Cowboys. Oh, they're
2: better than that. I mean, they may even lose this game, but they're better than the three-point favorite. Are you kidding me?
0: I think you need to make your announcement for the Extra Points Network. What are you talking about? That when Zeke Elliott gets waived in nine <laughs> weeks, he's going to be joining you guys to do a, fi- a fantasy injured. basketball podcast.
2: I'd love to have him. He's injured. He's playing He's playing hurt. And we'll, we'll look, in a month, it'll all make sense. I
0: promise. What's his next team, you think? April. April range. Who go, Who goes uh, for doesn't, like, uh, a, to I, Texans? Like to try to get some Texans? Fox
2: has a fall league or something, right? Isn't the XFL coming back? On the spring leagues, rather. Meanwhile, Pollard, it's like, what what the hell does that guy have to do to get the ball? I know, but what, we're going crazy about that. But like everybody you talk to that knows something says, you got to get Zeke in there for blocking purposes. I know it. you hate it and it doesn't yeah, show that makes up in sense. the stats. But if you have Pollard out there, they'll know to blitz or they'll know they're running or something. All
0: right. Uh, barely watch.
2: Wait, did you um do 49ers Bengals? You don't like that one?
0: I have that one in the next
2: category. Oh, you do. All right. Yeah, Let's watchable.
0: You want to do it now? That's all right. I'll put it do. in the. I'll put it in the watchables. I don't really enjoy watching the Forty ers that much without Debo, right? Yeah, it's it's especially today where I know you know Jimmy G. Well, Seattle just, has to get one home win, don't they? Well, I mean, I know they
2: had one, but they, they, once in a every three games they have to win a home game, don't they?
0: The the Seattle is dying to give that away too. Sure. Yeah, I Jimmy G just has never been the same since he hurt his knee. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Bengals at home against the 49ers. And I think the Bengals are favored by two and a half.
2: I was way off here. I said four. It's one and a half, so you get that. Mm-hmm. Why is that one and a half? They're well, seven and five. The Niners are six and six, banged up. Bengals coming off a loss. West coming east. Why is that one and a
0: half? I don't think we'll have... Uh, Debo or Warner in that game, who were right. only two of the three best players in the team, that seems relevant. Mm-hmm. It's a nice spot for the Bengals. I don't know what to make of the pinky finger with Burrow, though. They had that weird play thing in the first half. I was just going to say done that. the hail mary. and I was he just, just going like to bring it up. Punted on the half. That no, was well, bizarre. The, the problem is he hadn't
2: taken a snap under center with that finger, but there was still enough time to spike it from the shotgun. I thought, like it, it was, it was at the line with seven. That was seconds weird. left. Have your running back it. take
0: the snap. That yeah. was weird. Barely watchable As I got one Panthers, Falcons, Panthers fired their offensive coordinator today, which this was this morning, yeah, yeah, one one of the weirdest mm. kind of timing things, like why you you they had a buy this week, so right. you wait seven days and then you fire the offensive coordinator. Right. My guess, I know nothing, I've checked no Twitter, message board, anything, but I wonder if he was talking to teams and they found out
2: oh really, oh and all this college stuff
0: yeah why on? would you why would you fire him seven days into your bye week? Mm-hmm. that doesn't make sense. What would you you saw the, all this Lincoln Riley stuff? All the stuff they gave him,
2: you know the the they paid for two houses in Norman, Oklahoma. Yeah, uh, they bought him a six million dollar house out here, which is I think it's one and a half bathrooms or something. I don't know what right. You get. Um, What would you demand? To go, where am I moving to? You're moving here from Norman, like like when you came from Boston. What did you um? What did you demand? From from Kimmel. Well, yeah, but
0: what would you demand if the, if the budget was unlimited? What would you say I have to have? I guess
2: your cry budget. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'd probably want a crowd chamber. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> let me think. Well, I had I didn't even own anything in Boston when I left, so that part would have been easy, right? I th- the part where they have to buy the two houses he lived in in Oklahoma is just bizarre to me for five hundred
2: thousand more than asking
0: <laughs> on each of them. Yeah, that's weird. Then the person's paying house taxes. So yeah. um, oh, we'll think about it. Well, so he's living in USC, right? Mm-hmm. So I think at that point you can live in South Bay. Right? Yeah. And you could do take 110 to work every day. So I'd I'd probably ask for the 90210 house in Hermosa Beach.
2: Oh, the actual house. The oh, actual house. Fun. Yeah, that that's $15 fun.
0: million dollar 90210 house. Put a helicopter a helipad on top, maybe? I'm still disappointed Kimmel never bought that. That would have been <laughs> most exciting real estate moment of the decade. Is it up for sale? When was it yeah, up for every, sale? Yeah, every every once in a while it's up for sale. <laughs> so some magical moments in that house. Yeah. Uh yeah, I think I think he should ha- I should think he should ask for some giant Hermosa Beach house. All right. Uh barely watchables, only have one. Panthers home for the Falcons. I had the right. Panthers by three. You sure you don't want to say
2: three and a half or two and a half? No. Nope. All right. Yeah, I had three. Also, it's three. It's exactly three. Carolina won 19-13. That was only a few weeks ago, too, right? First I figured
0: out what Matt Ryan is great at. What is Getting it? Getting everybody fired up to hustle <laughs> to the line when they're down 13 with 40 seconds left. Oh. I don't think anyone's better. He just, really? did, he, he, guy never quits. Getting never everyone quits. together like that. Yeah. De- get it. Come on, guys. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's go. It's got to spike it.
2: He's like, now you, 40 mentioned, seconds di- you mentioned Daniel before, but Daniel's like that too. Like going from party to party. Like, let's go, guys. Let's go. Let's go. go up. Let's go. How do I put cab. You get in this cab?
0: Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Poop fact, the Titans home for the Jags. I think after what we saw today from the Jags, I don't see how they're less than 10 points and yet I have Titans by nine because I don't yeah. know anybody on the scope position side on the Titans who I trust.
2: All right. I squeaked this out. I said 11 and a half. It's 10 and a half. Yeah. You know you're putting that in some kind of
0: something. Definitely not. 31-19 they
2: beat them uh, first time.
0: Staying away. All right. Saints-Jets. That's in Jersey. Man, there
2: are like six or seven more bad games. And this is the last bye week, right? Colts, Dolphins, Pats,
0: Eagles are on bye. <laughs> Both of these are Minshew teams, in my opinion. Saints. jets Minshew just Saint, the Minshew on the Saints. I think they're <laughs> like ten and ten and two right now.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I have Saints by four over the Jets. I said five and a half. Six. Uh, it's six. Okay, it's still the Jets. That's you crazy. Gotta, you got
2: to do something.
0: What was it like having your team go against Taysom Hill, who can't throw anyway, but then he had an injury? I mean, that what must do you have want been to great say? to just what know, do you want like. To just know he's going to throw it to you like every. It was four nice passes. that they
2: figured it out. Like I don't think yeah. Mike McCarthy would have figured it out till the twelfth or thirteenth yeah. quarter,
0: but then it would have been
2: too late. But like, hey, stack the box against this guy who's got a giant metal um, rocket <laughs> on his <laughs>
0: middle finger. <laughs> uh, Seahawks Texans another terrible game Ugh. that is in Houston. Tyrod Taylor um, lost his starting job at halftime today to Davis Mills, mm-hmm. who's really not much better. And I, and amazingly, the Seahawks, who were almost dead, who are now four and eight, who are somehow not out of the playoff picture.
2: Oh my god! And I think they're right. favored
0: by more than a touchdown. I think I have them at seven and a half over the Texans.
2: All uh, right, we split it. I said six and a half. It's seven. Okay. Uh, is our Lions to have the worst record bet in jeopardy here?
0: I, I don't think... think so. I really? think we're good. Yeah, I think we're all right. Uh, they're going to lose this week. That's our next we're one. Both Broncos. Lose. Yeah, Broncos home for the Lions. I think this is an even seven. Broncos by seven over Detroit. Who's been kind of hanging with teams, even though they're not confident. Uh, I'm going to get this. I said seven and a half.
2: It's eight and a half. One, two, that's, three, four, five, six, that's seven. That's too high. Two, three, four, five. So I, I've taken the lead here. Seven and seven to six with three games left. I'm just, I'm going to go back to This is a bad batch of teams to be off. Colts seven and six. Dolphins six and seven. Pats eight and four. Eagles six and seven. Those... That ruins, that means we're going to have extra bad games.
0: Yeah. Those are decent teams. You picked eight and a half. I have eight and a half for my next one. It's the Chargers at home against the the Giants. Now, normally you would say, oh my God, so many fans from the New York team. But if you're a Giants fan, do you go to this game? Like, do you want to be around the other Giants fans? Is it like going to a funeral? Like, I, I, I just, I don't know if I'd leave the house for this one.
2: There's obviously enough transplants here to fill that stadium for sure. I wonder how many made But for this. what
0: purpose? Like but to the, chant is, at the, chant no, fire, fire the coach, fire, fire Joe Judge, yeah. get rid of Danny Dimes. Like what yeah. chance are you doing? I don't know.
2: But maybe people made this their trip, their December trip before Christmas. What a I sad trip. I had eight and a half also. It's 10. But it's the Chargers for God's sake. You know, this is going to be a close game.
0: This sounds like a bit for you where you go dressed like Tyree with the football stuck to the top of your head and you just walk around, try to put yeah, a I smile on people's face. Sunday night, Packers-Bears. These games are terrible, Sal. We really have a couple good ones. Was this flexed in? No. This was always a game, right? Uh, this one stinks. The, yeah. Bears looked, the Bears look. The Bears look shot. Talk about are a, a bottom five team. Though. Wait a minute.
2: What the hell happened to Nagy being fired? And then they said it, and he's gonna. All right, after Thanksgiving, but then he won Thanksgiving,
0: and it was awful again today. I mean, well, I think they're really banged up, but now you're hoping you have one of the worst records, right? Maybe so four as well or keep nine them. after this game. Yeah, they stink. Had the Packers by uh, twelve and a half. Wow, you nailed it
2: exactly. I said ten and a half. Now wait a minute. Let me add these up. Four five. Six, seven, eight. One, two, three, four,
0: five. I think it's 8-8. Eight, eight. All right. And one game left. It's Monday night. It's in Arizona. Cards, You're gonna Rams. Get it. You're going to I win. do not believe this Rams team. I have the cards favored by three. Ah. Uh,
2: I said four. It's three. You get it. Congratulations. I love the cards in that game. Well, they crushed them at SoFi,
0: right? 37-20. They're calling this the Schrager Bowl. He loves. He's good friends with both of these coaches. Oh right, that's right. Yeah, I don't know. He should just sit at midfield with like one of those jerseys where he's got half Rams, half Cardinals. (laughs) I don't like this. I don't like what I've seen from the Rams. I'm not a believer. I'm not either. And I was like, what
2: has to motivate uh, Stafford after seeing Jared Goff win a game? (laughs) And it didn't happen. Although although I think he was like twenty for twenty-two. Like after and from the second quarter on.
0: Jacksonville um, looked like they wanted, They had spent a fun weekend in LA and they wanted to get out Yeah, there. they're bad news. Who knows what uh, Urban was up to there. All right, let's do Parent Corner. This episode is brought to you by Taco Bell. If you're anything like me during a busy day at work, I need lunch that is just as fresh as it is delicious and easy. And the all new Cantina Chicken Menu from Taco Bell is exactly that, made with high quality ingredients like seasoned, slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, shredded purple cabbage, and avocado verde salsa sauce. The new cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla are the perfect daytime choice. Try the new cantina chicken menu at Taco Bell now. This episode is brought to you by Verbo. You know, it is already stressful enough to deal with airports, delayed flights, bad weather. You want your actual where you're staying experience to be perfect, to be lights out. You don't want to have to worry about anything. When you book a vacation rental, You want to know exactly what you're paying ahead of time, the stress of getting hit with unexpected cleaning fees after your stay that can immediately cancel out all the great time you just spent unwinding. Thankfully, when you book with Verbo, you can see the total price upfront. There are no unpleasant surprises and the savings do not stop there, my friends. When you book with Verbo, you earn 2% cash back toward your next vacation through the One Key Rewards program, letting your money do the work for you while you've got your feet up. So while other vacation rentals can feel like a roll of the dice, relax, knowing you booked a Verbo. Book your next private vacation rental in the Verbo app. Today's Parent Corner is brought to you by CarMax. The CarMax Love Your Car Guarantee lets you test drive a car for 24 hours so you can see how it really feels when you use it for a full day from running errands to how it fits in your garage. Make your test drive count. Learn more at CarMax.com. CarMax, car buying reimagined. All right, Sal, you're up. Oh, so um, yeah, your kids are too old
2: for this, but mine playing. Are, is it Roadblocks? Roadblocks. Yeah, Roadblocks. Roadblocks. Yeah. So you know, my my son's on my seven year old is on. I don't know, thirteen, fourteen hours a day. Oh and, yeah, uh, and because he's got and he plays with friends and he's screaming at his friends. Oh, and one of his friends has a baby sister and plays in the room with the baby sister and the 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 girl's crying the whole time it's terrible it's really bad and we hear him like please just move to another room or something or harrison you move to another room but anyway so he plays roblox and um occasionally he'll ask for ten dollar gift card like uh, it'll pop up harrison has requested 9.99 for this and you could buy shit and characters and stuff and i'm like i don't want to do this but um let's see like It'll buy me an hour, $10 for a babysitter for an hour. Like that's a great deal. Right. So, all right. So once in a while I'll give in yeah. $10. So I happen to be looking over his shoulder the other day and he's writing, cause you can message in there. He's writing scam, scam, scam. I said, Hey buddy, what is this? He's like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to say anything. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, I, you're going to get mad. So just, you better just tell me what is happening here. He's like, yeah. well, I gave up my golden dragon and I traded it because someone said they were going to give me a polar bear and they got my golden dragon and they left the room. And I was like, well, how much did you pay on the spend on this golden dragon? And he gives me some, I don't know, some Bitcoin thing. I, I don't even know. I was like, what is that in dollar? Like what are, uh, real dollars like? And I think we spent like six bucks on this um, golden dragon that he just gave up and he lost. And I said, what is this girl's name? And he's like, Ellen. three3917. So I'm telling you right now, LNO3917, and I know you're listening to this. I'm going to come get you, and we're going to get that polar bear from you, and we're going to make reparations because you don't steal. I don't know if this is a 75-year-old woman. Maybe it's a man. I don't even know what LNO3917, but um, you can't steal from a a seven-year-old, and it is a scam, scam, scam. How dare
0: you? What a tough lesson to learn. For a kid who should just be at recess swinging from a jungle gym, yeah, no kidding. He said he's getting scammed by ellen seven seven nine. LNO. Name is. yeah. I don't want to LNO. Yeah, sorry, I don't want to uh, L O N. You should be scammed or anybody. Yourself. Yeah, okay. Terrible job. Yeah. Roblox people are saying that's what the future is going to look like. These alternate universes that we right. live in. It's just like this. My current life's not working out. I'm just going to go into this different universe. And, yeah, you'll
2: never have to visit like Rome or anything. Like you could just like, you live it off the Roblox. Yeah.
0: I'm concerned I saw licorice pizza this weekend and it's in uh like 1973. Right? it's Paul Thomas Anderson's oh, right. movie yeah yeah right it's okay. great and it just goes back <laughs> to this simple time in the seventies when we didn't have any of this stuff and it's just I don't know something to be said for it be nice didn't know smoking was bad for you um my parent corner so we have some thieves in my house. There's uh, my, my daughter is a clothes thief, which I think I've talked about before, but you know, she can wear a lot of my wife's clothes now and Uh is just stealing stuff left and right. And it's (laughs) become like a real issue and it's the maddest my wife gets. And then my daughter's claiming she didn't steal the stuff and it's just in a different drawer. But we feel like sometimes after she stole the stuff, she sneaks back in, maybe puts it back or whatever. Mm. Like she's, and my wife now wants to put a camera in the closet to try to catch her. This is what my life is like. Don't right now. you this have is, a
2: ring camera? Don't you see them coming and going anyway? Out not the in the closet though, to like really, really get no, it down. this you is see what they're wearing. But when they wear People always clothes. say
0: like when the, when the daughter turns like 14, the mom and the daughter turn on each other and it gets yeah. ugly. And I was like, nah, my, it'll be fine in my house. And now we've reached <laughs> a point where my daughter, my wife wants to put a camera in the closet to try to catch my daughter. Nice. So that's been great. Um, and then my son, who, as you know, is a liar, um, he's—I have to now hide my wallet because we had to take. Oh, no. app, we had to take. He had emergency Apple Pay on his on his phone. That, of course, he abused. That was a mistake. Note to <laughs> self: Don't put Apple Pay. It's like, oh, it might be an emergency; You might need it. No, mm, no, nope. nope, nope, that was bad. He spent sixty-five dollars at Gelson's with mm. him and his loser friends. Ben, did um, you
2: take my Cryo gift card? <laughs> I need that
0: back. Ben, where's my cryo coupon? (laughs) Um, So now I I was noticing my wallet, so then I started counting in my wallet, and I thought it was him, and it turns out it's actually my wife was stealing the money. Oh, perfect. Um, But I think he might have been too, but there's just it's a house of lies right now, Sal. Right. That's all I can tell you. Did you accuse him? Did you accuse him of it? Oh, and then he got super mad. Well, now he's got
2: a free one. He's got a free swipe now. Because if right.
0: you accused him and it's and it's your wife that did it, now he's like, "All right, I got a free one coming to me for sure." Well, he he gave me this one, which I got to say hurt my feelings. What do you care? It's going to be all mine anyway. Mm. What do you say to that? It's unanswerable. Say, no, you're wrong. It's, I yeah, I'll probably be. I right will at some decide
2: point. when it's your. You don't want to say. <laughs> I will decide when yeah. I die. Yeah, because then I'll kill you. So you don't want to say that right. either. Yeah, you don't want to spell it out for him.
0: That's oh, tough. that's a running joke. He's the yeah. Menendez brothers. He calls himself Benendez. Really? He's like, yeah, Benendez. Like,
2: all right, that's not that funny. <laughs> well, maybe he'll start dating LNO3917. <laughs> <laughs> Could see it all coming together.
0: It's going to be all mine someday anyway. Oh. It's like the all-time Trump card insult. Oh, that
2: is succession. Because they're not wrong.
0: At Dude. some point, you and I are dying. Yeah, yeah, probably at should. some point. We're our kids are going to
2: outlive us, so he's not technically wrong. You have a, the best succession episode just playing out in your house
0: right now. That's <laughs> all <gonna> <laughs> definitely yeah. a lot of a lot of stealing. Yeah, um, I love it. That's it for Parent Corner. Today's Parent Corner is brought to you by CarMax. Get a 30 day money back guarantee with CarMax. Now you have a full month to decide if a car is the right fit, and you can return the car for any reason for a full refund up to 1500 miles. Take the time to see how it really feels when you drive, all the controls, the cup holders, everything. Learn more at CarMax.com. CarMax, car buying, reimagined. All right, what do you got to put, sir? Uh, Fox
2: Bet Live, Monday, Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern this week. Uh, I'll have my Thursday night football pick. I'm off the schneid. I had the Cowboys. They won. Easy, easy victory over the Saints. I'll come back for two in a row. And uh, ExtraPoints.com, all your sports gambling needs are there. First t- our first touchdown picks on Against the odds. Plus 73 units. So listen for that tomorrow. How's Harry doing? Is he up or down lately? He's up, but he's in Hawaii too. Like he's, he's crazy. He's, he's going on all these He's in Hawaii. It like snowed there. You know how it is with him and Cam. Did you know that that it snowed there though? Yeah, I know. I was, I was rooting for a monsoon. Yeah.
0: He brings the snow. Harry gets stuck there. All right, so Good job by you. Good job by you, buddy. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. I understand that some things you just want to keep private. Maybe it's something you don't want anyone to know, or maybe you think it's something minor, so why bother? But if you keep everything bottled up, if you let those emotions sit there and fester, it could be really, really bad from you. Sometimes it depends on what kind of family you're from. Like my dad's family is one of those. They bottle everything up, bottle everything up, and then they all just get mad at each other. Listen, talking things through is more helpful than you think. If you want a safe space for that conversation. I recommend some therapy. Think about the things you can get out of therapy. First of all, a sounding board. You can learn better coping skills. You can learn how to set some boundaries, maybe how to empower yourself a little better day to day. And if you want to give therapy a try, well, I have an answer BetterHelp. A convenient and flexible way, since it's entirely online right now, it's easy to get started too. You can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Bill Simmons today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp. H-E-L-P.com slash Bill Simmons. This episode is brought to you by Peloton. Spring, the best time of the year to dial your fitness routine up a notch. You know what's going to happen. It's going to get warm. You're going to start wearing shorts. You're going to start wearing bathing suits. You're not going to be able to cover up behind those big coats anymore. Also, It's nice outside, get outside, do stuff. Or if you don't have time to get outside, I got Peloton for you. Whether you have five or 60 minutes, Peloton's workouts were made to challenge you. Classes like boot camps, full body strength, boxing, marathon training are created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in and you won't feel bad about not being outside. Peloton's expert coaches, challenging classes and nonstop vibes will keep you coming back for more. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at one OnePeloton.com. All right, Kevin O'Connor is here. NBA Trades After Dark. That's the working title of this segment where we just talk trades. I guess the team du jour for the trade machine and just in general is Portland. Portland finally fires Neil O'Shea the other day, uh, rumored to be coming for weeks. He Gave away a couple number one picks for Covington and Nance, thinking that it would improve their defense. It is not. Dame has not looked healthy for six months. He's out of the lineup right now. It looks like they missed their window to make a move with these two guys, which um, you did a whole thing in the ringer about a couple of days ago. Um, sometimes you can miss your window with this stuff. I Philly, I don't feel that way. I think the Simmons thing was hard to predict. I think the Portland thing, there were real cases for and against that this team's had a lot of success. You don't break that up. Or this team had a lot of success because of some stuff that happened in the West that moved in their favor. And now the top West teams are too strong and... Now it's time to make a move. So uh, do you think they took too long here?
1: Um, I mean, no, I don't think they took too long to to make a big move. There, there could still be something out there with C.J. McCollum. But I mean, th- the way I've been thinking about this team the past week or so, Bill, is they're in a position right now where there's two paths you can go. I still think you can say to yourself, Portland's the next Phoenix. They're just one or two moves away from the finals. The Suns got Chris Paul and Jay Crowder. Who are those guys for the Blazers? Is it like... CJ McCollum and you know Yusuf Nurkic for plus picks for Ben Simmons and Christian Wood is it something like that? Whatever the deal is for the Blazers to get better, it could be that going for it all is like totally fair for this team too. Because think about the Raptors, you stay in it with Lowry and DeRozan, then you flip DeRozan for Kawhi. So it's only it's a good path to go that way. But I mean, you watched the game on Saturday night. I did 145 to the Celtics, right? And Lillard's 31. He's out with that abdomen injury you mentioned, which has been an issue since at least August. And just the way they lost that game, it was a reminder again of this team isn't just one or two moves away. They're not in the Suns. They're not in a position like that, so they don't have the depth of the top teams. Plus, Dame's been hurt, and I couldn't help but think to myself watching that night, this is a team that really needs to also consider saying, hey, you know what? It's time to blow it up. They could go that way too, Bill.
0: Well, it's funny Billups really went after him after the game, which was unusual for a new coach. And he was saying he was killing the starters. He was like, oh, yeah, we got to get out of the habit of our bench being the being the part of the team that cares and the bench constantly having to save the starters. And Mm. um, it just it had the vibe of a team that it looks like something's wrong. And they've looked that way all year. But the Boston game was the worst version of that, where it just. It looks like one of those teams where they don't really like playing with each other and they don't really know what their identity is, which is a problem.
1: They have all the symptoms of it. I mean, even before the game, it was reported that uh, uh, Cronin, their new general manager, sitting courtside with Burt Cole and Jody Allen, whole new power regime. That's all changed. Billups replacing Stotts, the coach has changed. The only core that hasn't changed is the, the roster, the team. That's it. Everything else in the, or- everything else in the organization is different now except for the roster. And so, I mean, which path do they go here? Uh, I think that's what makes them, I mean, obviously so fascinating because they could go down the path of, you know what, we're going to stay in it. We're going to try to make it work with Dame. But the other path isn't so bad if you want to bottom out for two years and and go for some Northwest guys like Paolo Bancaro in the draft, Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga. I mean, it's an easy sell for Portland if you want to go to the blow it up route and tank this thing out. When the twenty twenty two draft is very strong up top, the twenty twenty three draft is going to be headlined by Victor Wembanyama, the seven foot two French prospect who we've talked about before, who mm. can be dominant. So there's a path. We're going that route makes some sense for Portland.
0: Yeah, but that, but they have some picks that are, they're kind of committed on, right? Like they don't have all their picks.
1: No, uh, that's what
0: I'm saying. So like this year, it, they're. I guess this year. It's top fourteen protected. So they would keep it if they bottomed out. If they tried yes. to tank. Yep. Um, but down the road, I think they're missing at least one of their For Maybe they're not. Maybe I'm I guess they maybe they got rid of those coming two months. So yeah. So this one, if they bottom out, then they'll keep their pick. So I guess they could do that.
1: Yeah, this is the I, last one. And this one is protected, I think, through twenty twenty eight. So it's a long time that they're they are locked up with it. I'm torn on this one because as
0: you know, I hate trading a guy who's a potential, or not potential, is a top 10 guy in the league, 100%. which I think Dame was until this season. Agreed. I just, the history of that stuff, unless you're getting somebody else awesome back, doesn't work. On the flip side, he's 31. The He's had the abdominal thing, the abdominal thing this year. I don't love the history of little guards as they get older. And, and you saw it with Kemba. Now, Kemba had some knee injuries and stuff, but when you're little and you lose like that one third of a step or a half step, your game can completely change.
1: Uh, or if Isaiah if,
0: Thomas. Isaiah built. Thomas is another one. Yeah. Um, now he's a better shooter than yep. either of those guys were. I get it. And he's a better player too. At the same time, like, I don't feel like this team is remotely close. I don't like the players that they have together. Nurkic is in, on his last year. Covington's on his last year. I don't, I think it would be hard to even get real assets back from them. You're almost, you might have to look at, you know, taking a longer contract back for one of those guys to even get rid of them for any sort of value. And I just don't really know what the moves are. I think it's a weird team where you have Nurkic coming to Nance, and then you have the two small guards and then Powell's in there. And then you have this slew of guys off the bench that you never know what you're getting. I just don't know what the identity of that team is. It makes no sense to me. Whereas you watch the Bulls. I didn't love the DeRozan contract. I was, did not like, I thought it was too much money. You watch the Bulls and they just make sense. They like playing with each other. So you go from that Bulls game the other night where they lay it to the Nets and DeRozan was unbelievable. And then you watch Portland and, and they're like beyond a funk and the Celtics are doing whatever they want and they look like they're getting like 150 points. That seemed like a cry for help kind of loss to me. So the, I, I think they're in blow it up mode. The question is, is it McCollum or is it Dame?
1: I think McCollum isn't the blow it up route. That That's the we're going for it all route. Because with McCollum, if you, if let's think about like what Sean Sharani reported in early October, Philadelphia offered Portland, Ben Simmons for CJ McCollum and three first and three first round pick swaps, which is an unreasonable amount to ask for, which is Stop. why Portland said no. But the conversations at least indicate that Philly has some interest on in their part in absorbing McCollum as a veteran in a deal. There's, some, there's a lot of room for negotiation there. And if you're Portland, to me, Ben Simmons makes logical sense as everybody has been talking about as one of the two moves just because of what he could bring to the table with their defense and with Daniel right. Lowen in the half court. So, But it's what's the other moves to me that I think about around that idea for the Blazers if they go that route. But ultimately they'll be like, as you're saying, um, blow it up as we're both saying here, blow it up as a, as a very fair route for them, especially considering how strong those upcoming draft classes are. And these moves might not be enough anyway.
0: The McCollum thing's tough. Cause it was, he was a lot more palatable before he's making 33 million a year. Yeah. Makes him harder to trade. You got to get a big salary back. And, you know, I I went through. I thought there were more CJ McCollum trades out there that I'd be excited about than there was, because somebody's got to have the big. Like, for instance, if you're Toronto and Portland's like, "Hey, fuck it, McCollum <laughs> for Siakam," what do you think? And Siakam is somebody who I think we both know is available. I don't know if I do that if I'm Toronto. Like, where where does I, that I get me? Not. Now I have I Van wheat and McCollum. I think McCollum's a hard guy to fit with who you have, if you have like another small guard, now you're in the same situation Portland's in. So it's almost like, it's gotta be their team. Like, I think the Knicks would actually weirdly make sense for him. Cause he could be somebody who could create crunch time. Um, that's a team that their point guard situation isn't like incredible. RJ Barrett could go back, but that's the Knicks can't really do anything until mid December. I, to me, like, I, I think if you're going to do Dame, this is the time to kick the tires on it and see if you can get the Simmons and Maxi and some picks from Philly, if Philly's feeling a little panicky that they have this Simmons asset that they're not gonna get anything from. And I guess the question is, how many picks is that, and is that enough? Should more teams be involved? I was trying to figure out a four-teamer. This is the fake trade I'm gonna throw at you for okay. NBA Trades After Dark, where the Knicks get De'Aaron Fox, mm. Sacramento gets Ben <laughs> Sacramento gets Ben Simmons and Al Burks, Philly gets Damian Lillard, Portland gets Maxie, R.J. Barrett, Bagley, Knox, and a slew of picks.
1: Hmm. Something like that. Who does Portland get again? Give me those names for Portland.
0: So Portland would get Maxie, R.J. Barrett, who's young, Bagley expiring, and Knox expiring. And they're giving up Dame. And that's really it. And they'd get to keep CJ and decide whether they want to do it. And they'd get a bunch of picks.
1: Okay, a bunch of picks too. That, that's, that's important. Because
0: <laughs> you think okay. like... So if you just cut that down one at a time, yeah, right? Yeah. The Knicks would be giving up RJ Barrett and Knox and Burks for De'Aaron Fox. I feel like they have to throw in at least one of the picks they have for this year if they're going to do that, right? Are you for sure Fo- you do that
1: if you're the Knicks? I feel like, I feel like a lot of... Knicks fans right now are like, hell no. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just thinking about that. Cause with RJ, he's so young, the offensive flashes he showed last year is a six, seven score, very good defensively. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying I, I wouldn't consider doing that, but I really like RJ.
0: No, the funniest thing about this trade is I'm not sure any of the teams do this except for Philly Yeah, because you and I are both suspicious of Fox at the same time. I love trading for any asset from Sacramento because I think that's a top three effed up situation. And you bring him into the Kentucky cocoon in New York. Oh, you bring him fun, to the yeah. city with like, <laughs> it's a point guard city and changes scenery. And Fox is pretty young. I think he gives a shit. I just think he's had a bunch of coaches and he's been on a bunch of weird teams. And if he was in the right environment, I think that's a pretty good bet. RJ has gone backwards this year, in my opinion, from what I've seen. Offensively, he has. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. I mean, no question, he's gone back. So could
1: could be an early season slump. We'll see how that works out. But it definitely looks more like his rookie year version than the guy we saw last season. That that's for sure. So
0: then separately, if you're Sacramento and you could get Simmons and one more player for Fox and dump the Bagley contract, I think that's the. I think you'd have to think about it because from what we've seen from Mitchell. And I think Halbert needs to play point guard. So you're gaining the asset in Halbert and having the ball more because I, I think he's really struggled not having the ball. I think he's another one who's taken a step back this year. Um, and that's a good roll of the dice for them because Simmons was a top 20 guy last year. Fox has never been a top 20 guy. So anyway, I that was just a thought, that trade. Don't aggregate that. I'm just <laughs> thinking out loud. Um, but I was trying to think of the most fun four-teamer. I still think the easiest trade that makes the most sense is Maxey, um, Simmons, Dame, and then figure out how many picks need to be in there. And that's a trade that I think makes sense for both sides, especially that, from what for Maxey.
1: You had that one on Twitter, right? That's yeah, I had one that one posted, on Twitter. Right? Yeah, And
0: it was funny because I looked at some of the replies. Half the people are mad from Philly. Half the people are mad from Portland. That, that's like, oh,
1: that's a good trade. <laughs> if
0: both sides are mad, then we're probably stumbling into something here. That always um, is a good indicator with those. <laughs> all right. What do you have for your trade?
1: So I mean, I, I had a similar thought as you regarding, you know, CJ deals. How many teams did you find in all your Dame research that made sense for Dame? Because there's really not many, right? Knicks, Sixers, as you mentioned. Who else? Pelicans, maybe to pair with Zion, Mavs? Well, he makes thirty nine he makes thirty
0: nine million. So just starting salary, there, yeah. you yeah, the salary gets really hard. And then I think a lot of teams like their point guard situation. Yep. You go through the league, there, you just cross half the teams off right away because they're like, we're good. Like Detroit's like, no, we don't want Dame lowered. We're good. We're rebuilding. We have Cade and we'll see how this goes in the next few years. But you go through all the teams. I guess like Washington, if you had to talk them into upgrading from Dinwiddie for Dame and throwing a bunch of stuff like that, I'm sure you'd get their attention. Same thing for Indiana. But you would also have to think like Dame has to be happy with the trade. You don't want to acquire somebody who's fucking miserable. So that limits limits it to, like, L.A. teams and Philly and kind of big markets. And it's unclear if he wants to even get traded anyway, you know? Yeah. So, anyway, what do you have from McCollum? No,
1: no, for sure. I mean, I, I was thinking about – well, actually, for Dame. I, I This is a Dame oh, thing. Oh, Dame, okay. Let's say New Orleans wants to really try to accelerate things around Zion. To me, I mean, they have all the picks – they have multiple different salary combinations. You could do something around Ingram if you wanted to. You could do something with a lot of picks around Saturansky, Hart, Devonte Graham. There's different combos that they could put together, and they have so many picks from the deals that they've made for, including for Drew Holiday, Anthony Davis, Bill. So, New Orleans Pelicans, they're like whatever combo you want to put together. Lean towards keeping Ingram. So Saturansky, Hart, Graham, and a whole bunch of draft picks. They could beat anything else that's out there for Damian Miller and pair him with Zion. Question is, what am I getting from Zion?
0: So I'm mortgaging my future mm-hmm. to try to leverage my Zion situation, and I have no idea if Zion could stay in the court. That would be my fear. I would look at trading Ingram if I was them. I'm just not convinced he's a winning player. Do you think he's a winning player? Sometimes. And I say that in all due respect, like, What I just try to think of him in round two, round three of the playoffs. Where is he?
1: Could he be Chris
0: Middleton on a playoff team? Or could he be the scoring small forward who has some Uh, size on defense?
1: I I, I believe in him in that sense, Bill. I I think with Ingram, he's shown enough over the years as a scorer. His development is for real. The three-point shot's for real. The, the defensive aspect is where sometimes I'm like, damn, like, why isn't he the same guy I saw that last year with the Lakers where playing with LeBron, I thought he was fantastic on defense and not every night he was inconsistent, but he really brought it for them. And that hasn't happened at the same way with the New Orleans Pelicans. So if he can tap into that, maybe it only happens in a, in a situation where winning is the expectation. And if it is that, then I believe in Ingram because he could just be one of those types of guys who turns it on when he wants to, turns it on in a playoff situation. So I believe in him in that sense, and I wouldn't want to move him. But you know, if the right deal is out there, he's not uh, untouchable. But I'm not looking to move Ingram, no. Too good, too young.
0: I was trying to figure out a McCollum trade, and I was trying to figure out a way to get him to Dallas.
1: Dallas McCall's is with Luca. I like that combo.
0: Yeah, like a, like kind of a high tech version of what Seth was doing. It's exactly what Dallas needs offensively, anyway. And they just have no assets. Like they don't have a centerpiece. You would say like, I guess Porzingis from a contract wise, but uh, you know that guy. I don't think has really any trade value at this point for any sort of significant as like the centerpiece of a deal where you're getting like a really good guy back. So I was just going through the teams and I think it's really hard to find a McCollum trade too. You end up taking on somebody else. I, I swear, I thought about this for a split second on Saturday night and then I was like, no, 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 they'll never do that. But I did think about Westbrook and McCollum and some sort of deal (laughs) for a second. And, and Bill, if you're Bill, Portland, have you ever
1: played 2K, you would have I, so I, much fun playing 2K, Bill. No, no, I
0: thought of it more from like watching Portland just lifeless and dead, and I was like, this would actually be a good Westbrook team. He would come in, he would try to get triple double every night. He would really give a shit, and then LA could get McCollum But there's just no way. I don't think I don't think Westbrook's tradable. It's
1: a fun fun alternate universe to think about. Like I said, you should play 2K franchise mode, Bill. You should do like a write a column about 2K franchise. You you
0: act like my son doesn't do that. (laughs) The other one I was thinking was, um, is there something with the Warriors potentially with Wiggins and one of their guys?
1: Hmm. Involving? McCollum. McCollum. Eh, I don't know. Not Wiggins. Wiggins is important.
0: Wiggins and Moody from McCollum? Something like that? Just Do you need to mix it up guard? for which team, the Warriors or the Blazers? Yeah,
1: for the Warriors. Wiggins is an important Probably not. piece. I mean, I mean, McCollum maybe in a vacuum is a better player, but Wiggins is their yeah. you know stopper against opposing stars at the wing position. It's hard. I, I yeah. really
0: think it's hard to find a McCollum trade. It's much many. harder than I expected. Then that you could go to the Utah side and you know could with some picks and Clarkson stuff like that. But I don't know what that does for Portland. I had a lot of trouble figuring it out. So, we have, from a panic standpoint, I would say Portland and Sacramento are probably one-two on, like, it's clear that they have to do something, right? Who would you say is third?
1: Hmm. Indiana? I mean, Indiana, with the way Rick Carlisle is using Sabonis, I have something in my my Monday article about that, but it's like Sabonis' touches on on post-touches and elbow touches have been cut in half pretty much. And that's what he's done best on offense. And with Carlisle, he did the same thing with Chris Porzingis. Yeah. Hopefully like so. But with KP, he was like a horrible post scorer and a and a pretty good three-point shooter. So is a pretty good post player and a poor three-point shooter. So he's doing more of what he's worse at. And you think about that situation and where are they? They're they're the smack in the middle of the league. They're not good. They're boring. Wait, they're they're lower than the middle. They're nine and oh. sixteen. Oh yeah. They're the I, third worst
0: team in the East and seventh worst team overall. So I, I think their desperation is set
1: in. Yeah. And and this is a team where what are they? They don't have much of an identity either. And it seems like Rick Carlisle, their coach, also has a different philosophy than what the players are on the team. So for this team, I think trading's a bonus is you know, should be high on their list of things to explore, especially this year's deadline, Bill. This is a dry trade market. We can't yeah. even find da- good deals for McCollum or good deals for Lillard. There's just not a lot of people selling and not a lot of great fits for the guys that could be available. So Sabonis could be becoming one of the best players on the market. It's a pretty pretty good big.
0: And I have no idea what his actual trade value is because don't think I'm not thinking about him on the Celts. That, seeing the way
1: Horford's playing.
0: Well, I'm I'm saying, could you have? Could there be a trade with Williams and some some stuff if they wanted to do like a three for one, get some picks, whatever? But I I would assume they would want a chess piece back for Sabonis. But on the other hand, the way they're using him this year, they're actually hurting his value. I'm a huge fan of his. I that I would be trying to get him. I think he'd be an interesting Sacramento guy too. But um. But I don't know what the right fit is, and so you would keep Turner and trade
1: Sabonis or vice versa. Yeah, that's the way I'd go, based off of like having an aligned organization. Carlisle, like Sabonis, the way he uses Sabonis just isn't going to work, right? But Turner, Turner, but Turner is more in his cuts. wheelhouse. Bingo. So I mean, like for for Indiana, I, I think it seems like we're pointing in that direction.
0: Is Sabonis the most Spursy? <laughs> kind of big man that's out there. I mean, I could totally see him going there and immediately lighten it up.
1: I, I would love to see a, a Sabonis Pirtle front court. Those mm. two guys whipping the ball around the court to uh, interior bigs. It'd be like something out of the uh, 2000s with the Spurs. It'd be fun to watch that.
0: What do you tell before we go? What do you tell a Denver
1: Nuggets fan right now? Um, pff, I mean, just enjoy Jokic. Seriously, just enjoy Jokic. This this is a guy who just won an MVP and he came back a better player. He He's like an all-defensive candidate so far this season, Bill. He's been extraordinary on defense. And this is a guy just a couple of years ago people were saying was a liability because he was. Yeah. And he got good and now he's great on defense. This is an MVP who just keeps getting better. So enjoy that. Him, Giannis, KD, and Curry is about as good of a final,
0: a top four as we've had. Like for just people like playing oh, yeah. the... In a lot of ways, the best versions of themselves in their career, all at the same time. It's funny though. I think if you did the All I mean, it's freaking ridiculous to even bring it up. But if you did the All NBA right now, I think DeRozan would be the first team guard for me. Yeah, I think I would yeah, give I'd him say the so. look because Luca is kind of like that's his spot. But I'm not voting Luca first team All NBA this year from what we've seen the first twenty games. I so it'd be DeRozan or Booker, and I, I actually think DeRozan would have the edge, but. The stuff he's doing, he's definitely gone up a level. And I, you could, the Toronto fans like, no, no, he did this in two thousand seventeen. He averaged twenty seven a game, but I just feel like from a decision making standpoint, he's he's on another plane, IQ wise. That's what he did to Brooklyn. I was so impressed. He went toe to toe with Harden and Durant and did whatever he wanted in the fourth quarter. It was it was great.
1: Bill, he he became such a better player in San Antonio. Yeah, it's wild like his last year in Toronto to Raptors fans point. That's the year. He started to figure it out as a playmaker Yeah, but then over three years running the point for San Antonio He he really mastered the mid-range and that's made him a better shooter because he's getting more open opportunities for mid-range He's not taking and forcing as many shots and because he's making smart passes it, like how, It's crazy how he gets traded for Kawhi Leonard and Toronto wins the championship But then meanwhile DeRozan gets better and now he's on a team that actually has another chance right here to win a championship in the bulls. Cause they, they are, they do have a shot. Do you agree there, Bill? The bulls are in this, in that group of teams that can win it all. I 100,000% agree
0: that they have a shot. I think they, they need some depth somewhere, which I'm sure they'll get. There might be a buyout guy for them too. The shocker for me is Donovan. I was actually arguing with somebody about this this weekend. I think Donovan has been the best coach in the league this year and you think about, he goes to OKC and he's basically stuck with Westbrook all those years, right? The hardest guy to coach of the last decade, basically. And then inherits that Chicago team last year that was a mess. The stuff, they, they're just locked in. And especially in close games, I love all the decisions they make. They always have the right guys in the right spots. The right guys are playing. And uh, and he seems to me like the, I think he's the best, the best coach that I've seen in the first 20 games.
1: Billy Donovan finally has pieces that could work with him. You know, with with Donovan, when he was at Florida, he ran motion offenses like this. And then in, then in OKC, he has Russell Westbrook, who can't run a team like this. But we saw what he could do those last years of OKC with SGA, Chris Paul, Dennis Schroeder. Now the talent's just better in Chicago. And you got to give the players credit though too, because they're they're executing the system at an elite level because they're all sacrificing. It's not just Caruso and Lonzo ball setting off ball screens and playing hard. It's DeRozan, it's Levine, yeah, it's all these guys on this team that are playing that way. So uh, I think for the Bulls, they're a complete team. And like you said, they need more depth. Patrick Williams, you got to get him back with his defense that he provides, even at his age. But right, even if they can come back in April, they they don't need a big move. They need an average move. Yeah, they need to round
0: out their depth. But yeah. the uh the thing they figured out already, which is really hard to do, is the Levine DeRozan thing. There's not there's no ego with who gets the ball. And you know, both of those guys can create in the last three minutes of a close game, but they seem to have a pretty innate feel for who should have it, who should make the decisions, and they really seem like they're pulling for each other. So I'm I, I have a lot of Bulls fans in my life. I'm really psyched for them because, you know, really since the eleven season with Rose which was the last kind of fun Bulls team. Then they had those like those Tibbs teams with Noah, but those teams weren't like a barrel of laughs to watch, right? There was like these gritty, like, win and ugly, like good D type of teams. This is like a really fun basketball team. And I think it, at least their first fun basketball team in 10 years. So pretty neat. Amazing free agent signing where I thought you didn't like it either, right? 85 for no, three for DeRozan?
1: No, I like DeRozan. I love them. You liked it for 85 million? I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah, with Chris Vernon. I remember arguing about this. Wow. I was I, not I, on I liked board. Rosen. I, th- I, I thought was... he, I believe I said, it's worth it if they buy in on defense. And mm. they have. Everybody in that team's bought in on defense. Like, I don't think anybody could have expected them to be as good as they are on that, that end of the floor, but they are. And that's because they're all putting in effort every night. It's kind of the anti Blazers. Billups says nobody's playing hard, nobody's playing inspired basketball. The Bulls don't have that issue any night.
0: It's bittersweet for me. I, I really think there was a chance for the Celts to get Lonzo, and I think hes he's just that's a guy I want in a playoff series. He knows exactly who he is. He's really smart. He does only things that he knows how to do. He's an excellent defensive player. Fun to play with. Um, I just like him. I like his game. He's like the perfect fourth guy. You know, it, it's kind of like it. Like if the Celtics had had to have given up Smart to get him, I I would have done that. And I would have said that in the summer, too. I just think he brings more to the table than Smart does, but what do I know? Um, all right, KOC, you're on the mismatch this week. You, you're doing a Void video this week?
1: Uh, doing a Void video this week on Thursday, and it, we're doing the the Void pod on Wednesday. And then, Oh, yeah, the Void pod on the mismatch feed. Also, you have a piece on The Ringer tomorrow, right? Yes, a uh, uh, seven observations, just stuff around the league. Talked about Portland, uh, Kings, and a couple other teams. All right, good to see you. Go Pats. Go Pats.
0: All right, that's it for the podcast. Thanks to Sal. Thanks to KOC. It was produced by Kyle Creighton. We'll be watching the Patriots tomorrow night. Go, Pats.